Hey, welcome to the show tonight. It's a great night. It's a beautiful day. 95 degrees. Kind of spring weather. No. Anyway, uh, welcome tonight. And I'm uh, glad to have you guys. I've got a great show lined up. My name is Charlotte. I am your host for the next hour or so. And uh, we've got a, like I said, we've got a great guest. Uh, Mr. Gorga is coming on to tell us about his book on demons. And we're going to learn a lot of, we're learning quite a bit about demons tonight. Um, you can find us at www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. And you can also find my paranormal team at www.CaliforniaHauntsRadio.org. So welcome, and I'm going to, without further ado, let's bring our guest in. Hello, sir. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have you on. Anybody I'm excited to be here. Talk about demons without scaring me to death. I'm good. <laughs> let's do it. Let's lose some sleep. Yes, let's lose some sleep. Tell me a little bit about yourself, sir. Uh, well, I'm a longtime uh, writer. Uh, I've been writing ever since I was a, I was a kid and uh, <clears throat> from stories uh, in school. And then I, I moved on to magazines and journalism. And then I went into um, copywriting and marketing. And now I wrote uh, Demons Among Us. And um, hopefully here to scare the bejesus out of everybody. So what what possessed what possessed you to write this book? Uh, well, the book came. Uh, it's an answer to a string of attacks of like demonic assaults I was having, um, and they were nightly assaults. It went on for a couple of weeks, and they involved. Uh, midnight, you know, late night stranglings and chokings, um, evil whisperings, um, bitings, and, uh, and and just a number of things that, um, you know, finally I got uh, <laughs> I got mad enough, to, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna now I'm gonna expose all of these things that are happening in the in the in the realm of the paranormal behind the veil of the paranormal. And that's my answer to these strings of attacks because they don't want to be exposed. And, uh, and that's the answer to the, to those incidences, incidents, were, excuse me. When it first started happening to you, were you aware that, that there were weird things happening or did, or did it come on slowly? No, when, whenever you're, you know, when you experience, um, demonic assaults, like I know immediately that, that they're demonic. So it's, you know, and these things, they, they come with, you know, great paralyzing fear and they come with, you know, dark, dark, uh, just a dark, dark presence that fills the room. Um, and these things, they, I know immediately that they're, that they're 
you know, that they're demonic, but to answer your question, is it, has it, does it come on slowly or when did it start happening? Is, was that the question? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it started happening, um, in, uh, my, my, uh, later twenties. Uh, and it was, um, the first encounter happened. I had just become a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower. And the very first incident I had was, um, I was in my bedroom. I said, well, I'm going to give this prayer thing a shot. You know, I knew nothing about it and, you know, and, uh, and so I, I, I got into, uh, got into, tried to pray and, and then I sent something come into my room uh, that was really uneasy, <laughs> gave a really, really uneasy feeling. And I can feel it right behind my right shoulder. And I remember shirking my shoulder away. And, um, and then a voice spoke to me and says, you may have gone to God, but you belong to me. I'm never going to let you go. You'll always be mine. Wow. And that was the first time. And it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the voice of a, you know, a horse monster or, you know, a gravelly deep voice. The voice was, was, was very placid, very silvery, uh, even regal. Uh, and, but underneath that regal princely kind of tone, you could sense the undercurrent of cunning evil. Wow. And then things started to build up from there then? Yes, absolutely. Yes. That was the, that was the initiation. Yes. So what started, I mean, I mean, if that was the initiation, what started happening? I, I, I know it's in your book. We don't want to blow your book out either, but you know, it's just to know a little bit. Uh, the question is when, why did it start happening? Or, or as it started happening, what, what, you know, what was the progression? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, once you, you kind of make that decision, you, you kind of have a target on your back. So, um, and these things actually happen, um, you know, more often than not in the, in the book or the more extraordinary incidences, but there are other, you know, my, I call them like minor levels of attack or assaults. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, this will happen continually and, you know, and, uh, they don't, they don't want to, you know, be exposed. They don't want you uh, to know about the things of God and things of that nature. So you have a, you know, a supernatural arch enemy against you. And so these things are, these things will happen from time to time. So um, with your book, you have examples of different, of different, of different attacks. How, how did you gather all these up? How did, you know, how, how did you write this book? Uh, well, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of research. Um, and, you know, it starts off from just, uh, the, you know, the, the figures and the statistics of, you know, that's the dark fascination with the paranormal. Uh, and then it goes into that, you know, that startling second chapter about the, um, the first fully documented eyewitness account of demonic possession in American history. Uh, and that was reported some 20 years before the Salem witch trials. And that was a very, very extensive, um, research process uh for me it took a it took a very long time because it went back 350 years um and i had to go back through um you know yellowed fragile parchments with black flowing script and you know um 
notes, sermon notes, court records, uh, vital records, um, you name it. I had to go back in, in history 350 years to kind of unearth this incredible possession story. Um, and so the research process was, was, uh, w w was very, very in-depth and very, very, um, uh, very extensive. Wow. And um, did you, in doing your research on these cases, did, did you find in, in anything that was common ground with the people that were experiencing this, or was it just random? Um, well, the, the possession case, I mean, there's some familiar aspects of some of the things that you may have seen in, you know, some of uh, the movies, you know, uh, you know, she had uh, uh, the girl that we're talking about here was a 16 year old uh, made to a uh, uh, to a town minister in, in 1670s in the 1670s uh, in early, early New England. Um, and. Uh, some of those things that had happened to her were, you know, some of the familiar things to seen, but then there were other things that are, um, were, were, uh, were not very common in what you've seen. In fact, there's things in there that are just, just downright horrifying. <laughs> and, um, so some of the things are familiar and that there's other things that are chock full of surprises. So, um, if, you know, when you read this book, you will definitely be, as the title title says, it's shocking. Um, is it easy for a demon to take to, to uh, take possession of somebody? Because I mean, obviously they're going to get in and know everything about you, so it's it's a lot easier for them to get to you, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a it goes through a process. At first, you'll have harassment, then you'll have oppression, and then after the oppression for some time, then then comes possession. Uh, but you really have to allow these things. And I mean, when I mean allow it, in a sense, you don't know you're allowing them. <laughs> so it's like if you're playing with, you know, if you're playing with um, these things that open up this, this spiritual um, demonic um, realm, um, you know, your Ouija boards, your tarot cards, your horoscopes, your, your fortune tellers and things of that nature. These things are all doorways for them to kind of uh, enter in. So most people don't don't know that that this is really you know you know what's really going on when they're tampering with these things. So after that, yeah, it would be very easy for them to come in and, and possess the body. What I find frightening, like if you if you go to some of the bookstores and you're looking around and you see the Ouija board, that you know they're selling them at these bookstores, and some of them are aimed at children. Well, I've that's that's yeah, you know, that's a real issue. That's a real issue because the demonic, um, they're out for the children. Um, they're, they're easy targets are susceptible and, um, and you can, you know, you, you'll see throughout history that historically they've gone after children. That's why there was child sacrifice. There was, you know, sacrifices that involved children's blood, you know, things of that nature. Um, they've, they've always been after the children, the innocent. I have a question in the chat room. Um, do, what or does do you correlate this with with sleep paralysis at all? Um, no, and and the reason why I don't is because when this kind of stuff happens, like a like a you know the, it's been described like a sitting on the chest or a, the old hag or whatever. Um, the reason why it's not sleep paralysis is because you feel this entity of evil 
in your room, just this, this hot malicious hatred that accompanies um, this experience. And it, to me, and uh, to me, it's a, a holy demonic thing. It's just trying to, and it takes your breath away. So you can't call out and you can't cry out. So it's like, there's a very malicious component to it other than just, Oh, I can't breathe or, you know, any, uh, anything of that nature. Interesting. Yeah. And is, is it true that they, that, that, that they will start out as friendly in some cases? Yes. Playing yes. With the or whatever. Well, yeah, of course. And you know, you've, you've seen it in movies and you've read it in books, um, how they gain the trust of a child or whatever. And this child sees it's, you know, it's, um, thinks it's like a friend or whatever. And, you know, even in Amityville horror, Jody, right. Um, who turned out like to be the the pig demon or whatever. Um, And a lot of times that's how they, how they start out to gain that trust because they're looking for an entry. Understood. This is spooky stuff. I mean, you know, this this is really scary stuff because it's it's beyond scary. It's horrifying because it's real. It seems like nowadays, like, like with the calls that I get uh, for my team, we're getting more and more calls about this stuff. Yeah. And it's, Yeah. And I think really, um, it's heating, it's heating up, um, you know, um, from a biblical perspective, as time wears on and as the Bible describes, there isn't, there is an end day and there's, and there is the end of days. And as we approach these things, that's the, the hallmark is increased demonic activity. I mean, it says the devil has come down with great wrath, seeking whom he may devour because he knows his time is short and and that's what we're seeing because the time is short we're now seeing an uprising of evil on on a grand scale and we see it in all things um happening around us um you know of recently it's become very obvious but for many years it has been sort of uh contained or it has been sort of not as prevalent but since the time is short we're seeing this uprising of um, demonic activity. When you say the time is short, what does that mean? Well, like I said, there's there's a, a time for the, the, the end of days okay. means exactly what that means, the end of all things. So as we see this, as we march towards the end of all things, the end of all creation, the end of all things, uh, the more we're going to see a ramping up of demonic and satanic activity. Also, I would think now because people um, people are fighting amongst each other. Yeah. You know, at this point, and there's a lot of people that 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 are depressed. Yes. I would think that 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 that, that would feed more power to him. Uh, in a sense, that's true. Yeah, and I I discussed that in my book. I talk about um, some of the spirits that are. Um, prevalent and operate in operation right now. So a lot of the things that we, um, that we, that we think are just sort of normal things like depression, anxiety, and things of that nature. Um, these actually have a very demonic component to them and it's animated and it's, um, it's, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a demonic spirit. So the spirit of depression, the spirit of suicide, the spirit of lust, the spirit of greed, the spirit of, um, uh, you, you know, what, what have you, right? Avarice, sloth, whatever. But these things are animated by spirits. So what people don't understand is um, 
they just think they're experiencing these everyday things, but they're actually experiencing the influence of evil spirits. I've got another question in the chat room. When, when the possession starts to take place, can you move while it's happening? Yeah, well, I haven't been possessed myself, but uh, from from what I've seen, <laughs> from what I've seen in the in the, in the possession story of chapter two, yeah, she was able to move. She had what was called uh, they had described them as fits at that time or afflictions. Um, she did have moments of 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 severe cripplings, but she, when she came to and she came out of these experiences. She said that she knew everything that was going on. So it's not like she was, you know, she didn't, she was in a blackout. She was fully, fully aware of what was happening, but she couldn't stop it in her body because it was overwhelmed. Wow. Wow. And, and like you just said a, lot, a few minutes ago about, about the, the state the world is in right now. I mean, we're essentially ripe for the pickings right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's, you know, and that's why I kind of wrote, this book, I think this book has come out at like such a perfect timing. Uh, I, all along when I was writing, I was rushing it. I'm like, I got to get the book out. I got to get the book out. And then, uh, you know, and then I realized, okay, whenever it gets out, it's the perfect timing. And it just so happens that it has lined up with everything that's kind of happening all around us. So now when you read the, when you read the book, um, my, you know, my aim was to really open the eyes um, to, of people to the things and the things of darkness and evil that are happening all around them without them even knowing it. But once they read that book, they'll say like, oh, my God, now I see it. And so and that's why I wrote that book. Wrote no book. one will ever sleep again. <laughs> no, you never. <laughs> you might, but not well. <laughs> So without giving a lot of way, because you know we do want people to to get the book. Yeah. Can you describe at least one case for us? The case of possession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the well, that the place it took place between a sixteen-year-old servant uh, um, who was the maid to uh, the town minister at the time in, uh, in in early New England in 1671. And uh, his first writing, um, oh, so what happened was, is she started to exhibit signs um, that he thought were, were very strange. Um, and then into the two-week part, he penned his first journal on October 30th, 1671, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is basically Halloween. And the interesting thing about this is that he found it so strange that he wrote for 90 days in his journal, a blow by blow of everything that was happening, the atrocities that were happening to this young girl. And um, it was, he was trying to figure out if she was, um, you know, cause at that point it would have been like, well, are, are you witched? Are you a witch? Or, you know, have you, are you in league with the devil? Um, and so in the book is that kind of mystery is, was she in league with the devil for these points of detail in the book of the things that, um, and the reasons these things were happening to her. Um, but she did experience, you know, things, uh, feats of supernatural strength, um, a knowledge of things that she should, she would not have known about. Um, and, um, just these crippling 
uh, crippling fits and and seizures. One one would think that they're seizures, but they 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 weren't. Um, they were demonic episodes. She was being assaulted, um, and so. But he did write all this. He wrote this stuff in a journal, trying to understand it all. And he wrote it. Uh, the reason why I was even writing the journal was to um, to give a report to Increase Mather, who was actually like the top you know, the, the top cleric at the time for Boston and throughout the colonies um, of the early, of early Massachusetts. And so he was just trying to understand himself what was going on, but he felt it important enough to write this stuff down. And um, I unearthed all of this stuff, um, you know, and it made it into, into the story, into the second chapter. Interesting. What scares you the most about this stuff? That it's real. Okay. Yeah, that you know there are malevolent forces out to destroy humanity, um, out to um, you know out to deceive, uh, out to destroy, and ultimately out to kill. Um, that's disturbing to me because it's a really uh, it's a very real thing that we have a supernatural enemy that is dead set against destroying mankind. That's scary to me. You know what else I find scary, too, is when people think of demons, people think of Satan right away. But yeah. it's not just Satan. There's different layers and levels of demons, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Well, so, yeah, if I can just, if I could just go into detail as to what – this is a good time to go into, like, what dark forces and demons and, and, and how they work um, would be a good spot. So um, if you can think about the demonic – a realm um <clears throat> you think about it like a government right so there's a president and then you have offices and then you have uh orders that people carry out and you know and then you have you know all you know different roles and functions for different uh people in this case demons mm -hmm. uh demons are not just known by their names but they're known by their roles or their functions like we talked about spirits of suicide spirits of um, you know, spirits of lust and spirits of greed and all that stuff, right? Um, and at the top of that government would be President Lucifer. Not to be cheeky about it, but he would be, Lucifer would be the top. Now, Lucifer's name, um, Lucifer in, in, um, uh, in heaven, let me just dispel one of the myths. One of the myths out there that you see in popular culture is very guilty of, making Satan um, or Lucifer look like this grotesque horned monster or uh, a man in red leotards um, carrying a pitchfork, walking through the fires of hell and all of that stuff, you know, torturing underlings and things of that nature. But let me tell you that is far from the truth. Um, the real description of Lucifer uh, is, uh, biblically speaking, is that First of all, Lucifer was the the most beautiful, highest creation God ever created in heaven. He was the most beautiful being in all of heaven that God ever created. And it talks about that in his body, in his form, um, was were jewels. It was gold. It was beryl. It was onyx. It was sapphire. It was ruby. All of these glittering jewels built into his body. And along with that were musical instruments. It says um, 
pipes and timbrels. So, and it was known, it was, it was thought that Lucifer was like the heavenly choir, leader of the heavenly choir, like the, the music minister. And so when he moved, it was music and pure worship. And when he moved in the in the light of of God's light, it would have been like the facets of diamonds, except these things would have been beaming off of him. That's why his name is called the light bearer, because he was like a bearer of light. And wherever he moved, it was just like just light coming out of him. Right. And um, and he also had the highest office of God, which was he was a covering angel over the throne of God. So here we have this very beautiful, very highly authoritative, very highly intelligent, very, um, very, very influential uh, angel in, in, in heaven. In fact, it was like it was like he would have been like heaven's rock star. So and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about Lucifer or Satan. We're talking about the most beautiful creation God ever created. That's who Lucifer is. Now, what he did was he created a rebellion in heaven. He gathered one third of the angels to his side to, to go on a, a war campaign to dethrone God. Well, that obviously failed. And at that failure, he was ejected out of heaven uh, into the cosmos, where now his domain is the cosmos and here, because he's now called the prince of the power of the air, right? Right. And it, one thing to understand is that in heaven, his name was Lucifer. And his name is now, uh, and Satan is his title. Satan is not his name. Satan is a title. It means deceiver, supplanter, usurper. Uh, it means like the great deceiver. Mm -hmm. And so Lucifer is his name. Satan is a title. So we have this as the president <laughs> of the the paranormal demonic realm and and so and then under him are all these other dark forces that have all these orders to infiltrate mankind and influence it towards evil schemes and plots and uh ideologies um and these dark forces need people so they're not showing up and saying oh you're you know i'm gonna i'm gonna influence you for evil they doesn't do it that way. It's done by thoughts and ideologies. And, and without you even knowing it, you start walking in agreement with these ideas, these campaigns or these ideologies. And you just think you're doing the right thing, but you're not. You're, you're carrying out orders of evil under, under, under evil influences. Hmm. Oh, and you can also think about it like um, influencer marketing. So if I was a smart devil, which he is, he's very, very highly intelligent, smarter than me, smarter than you, smarter than everyone. Um, you know, and, um, and if you could think about it like influencer marketing, if I was a smart devil, I would take the most influential people on the planet and try to influence them. Meaning I would go after presidents, I would go after um, musicians, I would go after judges and politicians. I would go after everybody who has a, an influential platform and try to infiltrate that person's life and mind. And that's what has happened. So that's why um, people carry out these 
you know, demonic uh, ideologies and not even know it. You know, there have been rumors and stories about that. There has. About a lot of influence going into the politicians and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. For years. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you start, start, start pulling that yarn. It's, uh, it starts to get pretty scary. That is scary. Question is, um, the way I've got a person that if Lucifer was God's first son, then God must have thought better of it than came with the second son, Jesus. No, because this is when we get very theological, and so you really need to know your Bible, that Jesus always was. He always existed with the Father. He always existed with the Holy Spirit. Uh, these always, these three always existed as one. Um, so Jesus himself is uh, the creator of all things along with God the Father. So, no, he wasn't the, Jesus was not the second son. He's the firstborn over all creation, uh, what the Bible says. So one of the questions that's going around my head, if there are, if there are minor uh, minions, demons out there, and I know you probably don't know the answer to this, but maybe a theory. Who, well, like you say, Lucifer controls who goes, which demon goes where. Why do some people end up with, with, with higher ranked demons than others? Again, you would want, you know, you want your high ranking, you know, demons on high ranking people, right? Okay. Like, you know, like, again, if I was, I would, I would go after presidents. I would go after world leaders. I would go after, I would go after rock stars and musicians. Um, and music is something that's dear and near to, uh, to Satan uh, or Lucifer's heart. Um, and, you know, I go after the very influential people. So I would send my my best guys or demons in this case. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, is it just a case of greed for Lucifer as far as money and everything? I mean, he doesn't uh, he, money, but I mean, worked, to, to gain that power, you know what I mean? Because the money has the power, essentially. Well, he doesn't need money. He's a supernatural sure. being, so um, he believes everything is his anyway, but it's not. It's just basically, you know, borrowed uh, you know, borrowed, uh, authority. Um, but no, it, it, Lucifer works on a, uh, an eternal greed or not, not greed for money. Uh, I mean, a, an eternal, uh, jealousy and an eternal, um, envy against mankind. That's what he operates on. So everything that he does is, is to, is to break the heart of God. Sure. Absolutely. Interesting. So, um, is there a difference between a possession of a child as opposed to a possession of an adult? No, they're both demonic entities. So it's, okay. you know, they don't care if you're, if you're, uh, if you're, you know, if you're three, 33, 93, you know, a demon's a demon and a possession is a possession. So it doesn't, there's, there's, they don't have any care. You know, it's not going to be a milder possession because the, 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 the child's eight or nine, they don't have any kind of empathy. Uh, they don't have any kind of um, mercy. Uh, a possession's a possession, and they're very severe. And the other question I had too was, and you know, I, I watch a lot of those movies like like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And is it true about speaking in foreign tongues, where people will speak in in, in, in 
languages they 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 have no clue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, you see that all throughout. You know, if you you if you studied on them, um, they they do do that. You know, and uh, the depiction of Emily Rose was um, was was pretty accurate. You know, she spoke in all these different languages and ancient languages. And yeah, I mean, because you got to understand, these demons have been around since the dawn of creation. You know, even beforehand. So they know language. They know um, they've been around all of history. So it's not like, you know, they don't, they haven't been around. They've been here longer than we have, if not as long as we have been here. Um, so they are very familiar with every language. And so, yeah, for someone who is possessed to speak various languages, uh, first of all, it's not even them. It's the, it's the demon within them speaking them. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, they, they will be able to speak in different languages should the demon want to do that. Now, in your case, you realize how, how did you realize what was happening? Uh, I've never been possessed. Okay, I'm gonna say, okay, how did you realize that there was darkness coming after you or, or, or whatever? Yeah, because you know we've you know had these uh, experiences and these these attacks. Mm -hmm. um, the, again, I uh, the the story going back to like when I first tried to pray and hear the, and I heard that, that voice behind me. So that was basically the initiation ever since that there's always been some kind of, um, some kind of attack, some kind of assault, some kind of, um, you know, evil appearances, um, you know, strangulations and things of that nature, um, happen more often than I'd like, um, you know, and things, of, and, you know, things of that just sort of, it, these bizarre demonic um, happenings. And I talk about one of them in the book is uh, one of the most frightening things that has ever happened to me. It's uh, in the third chapter. Question in the chat room is how do you stop a demon from attaching to you? <laughs> That's a good question. It, uh, well, it depends on what somebody is, you know, what, what somebody is doing in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, if they're practicing things like we talked about, you know, if you're Ouija, if you're if you're practicing these kinds of things, well, then you're you're an open door, um, and so. Uh, but the only way to get it uh, to have uh, any power over a demon and to um, to drive demons out, the only way is by the name of Jesus Christ, having faith in Him. Uh, you need somebody greater than yourself. You need somebody greater than the demons. And that only exists in the name of Jesus Christ. And he's the only one. He gives mankind, he gives people who believe, people of uh, uh, followers of him. He says, I give you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. So he's given us this incredible supernatural power to, to have um, authority and to have um, uh, and to overpower and to overcome and to drive out demonic forces in his name he's the only name that 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 can be done in interesting interesting so um how, how many positions were, were you able to um find over the years <laughs> well uh <laughs> i know it's a loaded question <laughs> that's a loaded question because uh uh just because when you when you embark on something you know like this 
there are stories all over the place. You know, you go, you know, you got these, you know, Paris, uh, you got Parisian priests, you got your, your Italian priests, you got, you know, you have ministers, you have, you know, and it just runs the gamut. So my eye has come across many, I haven't counted. Um, but when you're, when you do this kind of research, you really come across a lot of this information and you're like, Oh, that's really interesting. Maybe that will make the book or not, or, you know, or, you know, whatever. And so I have come across many, many stories. Uh, they just didn't, they just didn't make the, make the book, you know? And that's my next question is you had so many stories. How are you able to pick and choose what was going to go in the book? Um, for me, it's just a matter of like, what hits me the most, like what, what intrigues me the most, what is the most, um, you know, what's going to have the most impact, what's going to, um, it, it just, and it's, a, it comes for me, it comes down to personal opinion is what affects me the most. And I say, okay, okay, this, this story really hits me. This story really hits home. Uh, or this story is, is really provocative and this series needs to be, needs to be out there. And it's, it's those kinds of things that, that, uh, uh, help me decide what's going to make it into the book. Interesting. I have another question in the chat room. Chat room busy tonight, boy. I like that. I like a busy <laughs> chat room. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one of the questions I have is, um, before we're born, don't we choose the life that we live in, that, 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 that we want, that, that we will live in in order to grow towards the next stage? I'm not sure I quite understand. Can you ask that again? Uh, when we're born... Yes. Or before we're born. Okay. Our, 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 don't we choose the life that uh, we will live in order to grow go, go, go towards the next stage? I, I don't know how we can make a decision before we're born. Um, so it sounds that that's some sort of like Eastern philosophy or Eastern religion to me. Um, mm -hmm. from, from my view, my worldview, um, we don't get to choose before we're born. We have to be born first in order to make any decisions. That works. And I guess she's asking about, um, isn't that the same thing as when folks get the Holy Ghost while in church? So I'm wondering if... Um, as equated to the, the question before? I guess so, yeah. Uh, no, the Holy Spirit is given when you decide to... Um, to become a, a follower, uh, a believer in Jesus Christ. And then God says, you know, he was going to equip us with power from on high. Um, these gifts or supernatural gifts and powers are given to those who, who follow him. So, yeah, he will uh, baptize you in the Holy Spirit. He will send the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's got he's got a couple of roles. Um, the Holy Spirit's job is to convict the world of sin, um, and he is to be the uh, comforter uh, to the believer. Inter very interesting. Hey, you know, in, in your studies, here's another question I had. The Catholics believe that the Catholic priest can, you know, deal with demons. In your studies, looking at, because obviously you looked at different, like you say, the Italians, and you, you looked at different races and stuff. Right. Is there a difference in the way they deal with them? Yeah. Um, the, well, the Catholics will deal with them with, um, you know, crosses and holy water and written prayers and things of that nature. 
And sometimes these these things, they don't come out right away. I mean, there is this, this sufferers going on months, years, and things of that nature. I don't uh, believe um, that that is the most effective way um, <clears throat> because the when Jesus did it, uh, these things came out right away. In fact, he didn't go on long tangents. All he said was, you know, he said things like, you know, what is your name? And then they would say, my name is Legion for we are many. Well, come out of the man. And that's it. Right. <laughs> and um, but again, uh, Jesus had said he has given this authority uh, to the believers and followers. Um, and so for someone like me, I have power to to command an evil spirit out of my house. Uh, I haven't I haven't encountered anyone said, OK, I'm going to drive out this demon, right. this, you know, demon from this person that hasn't happened. But he has given um, this authority to the followers and the power just does not belong to the church. It belongs to the individual who believes on on the name of Jesus Christ. See, that's along uh, the line of what I've heard, too, is that I've heard cases where it's been an atheist that is, that is having these problems. And either the pastor or the priest will come out and say, look, I can't do anything for you until you, until you, you know, renounce atheism. We want you to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's true, because, you know, um, it, if we could look at like God, like a parent. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you going to give the keys to the car to, you know, some stranger you don't know? You're going to give them these gifts to someone you don't know? Well, you know, and, and so that's what people have this understand this thing, this notion that God just gives out. He's like the candy man. He's just helping everybody. He's not. He mm-hmm. he helps those who love him and follow him like a parent would. So he's not going to give out these things to a complete hater, an atheist, and who is sworn not to not to not to want to know God, not to not to have know anything of God, well, guess what? Then you don't get the things of God. It's like a how, um, how can they tell which uh, is, the, is the demon to identify itself dur- during um, like the exorcism to to, te- to tell them who they're dealing with or? Or how, or how, well, I mean, again, if we can go back to the the, the Jesus example, yeah, sure. because um, and the story goes, and and he was going over, Jesus was going over um, into uh, uh, into the, the Gadarenes. So he was he was going across the water in a boat, gets off on the shore, and there meets him this demonically possessed man who spends his night in the graveyard cutting himself with stones and rocks or whatever is there, stones and, and whatever, crying out all night, screaming and howling. And there meets, he meets Jesus on the shore. And, and so then Jesus says to him, who, you know, what is your name? Now, Jesus is, is speaking to the demonic. He's not even speaking to the guy. He's like, what is your name? And he says, um, you know, my our, we, we are legion for we are many. And so there he identifies himself as as legion. But the thing is, with this man, um, a legion in a Roman battalion could be up to 2000 soldiers. Mm-hmm. 
And so this man very well could have been possessed by 2000 devils or spirits. Right. And so, so what happens is, is that, that he says, and they, they cry out uh, and they said, why have you come? Have you come to torment us before the time? Meaning, have you come to cast us in the, into hell before, before the, before the time, before the appointed time? And, um, and so, uh, and so they cried out in torment because they saw Jesus. They know he was, uh, they know he was God in the flesh. They knew he was the son of God. And he knew that he had all the, the authority and power in heaven to do what they feared the most. And, and so long story short, they beg him not to be cast out. And then Jesus, um, he casts, casts them out, but he casts them out into a herd of pigs. And so the herd of pigs comes and they're trampling down the hillside and they drown themselves into the, into the water. Um, but that just demonstrates that, yeah, A, he has power over demons, B, he, uh, B, that demons identify themselves and people can be, um, possessed by more than one demon at one time. Interesting. My next question is this, um, with everything that's going on, because we talked about that earlier, you know, with the atmosphere in the world right now and the negativity, how can people take precautions to not have one of these things, you know, start start attacking them or, or working on them? Yeah, I mean, I had a caller on one of the one of the other shows, and he said he was being, you know, attacked and and things of that nature, and he was being, you know, scratched and and bit. I believe he said. I can't remember all the details. Um, but my answer, uh, my answer is the same. It's, uh, if you don't want these things happening to you and you want power over them, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to believe on the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to have to have real faith in him, um, and, and become his, um, and in order to have this kind of power over these, these very evil, evil, malevolent spirits. Do you believe he's already here? Because it's because they talk about you know the the end of times coming with the Antichrist and 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 and, and Christ being here too. But, but do you think the Antichrist is, has already arrived? Um, it's it's quite possible. I mean, it really the stage is looks like it's really set for the rise of Antichrist. I don't know what that timeline is, but I can tell you that the the last days are uh, hallmarked by uh, a one world currency. Um, it is hallmarked by, um, you know, a one world system and it is hallmarked by uh, there's going to be like a rise of like, a, you know, a, a church in name only, um, uh, basically social issues uh, church. Um, and if we were to look carefully, not even carefully, if we were to look and see what these th that these things are actually happening, I would have to say that it. It can't be too. It can't be too far off. Um, you know, he could be born, but not in power. Um, but the stage is certainly being set, if not set, for that rise. You know, and, and when we talk about Antichrist, Antichrist is a political leader. Mm -hmm. um, and when Antichrist comes in, you're not going to know it's Antichrist because he's not coming in with. Uh, again, he's not coming with a pitchfork, and he's not coming with horns. He says the Bible says he's coming in as a lamb. So he's going to come in. He's going to have answers. He's going to be awesome. People are going to love him. He's going to be accepted by everybody. 
he's going to be like the best thing since sliced bread. And he's going to have answers. He's going to have solutions. He's going to bring peace uh, to, to certain things and situations. And people are going uh, not going to believe or think that it's Antichrist. Um, and by the way, the spirit of Antichrist or demonic is it's um, uh, the power of deception. Mm-hmm. And that's what the end, the last times or the end days are hallmarked by great deceptions. And so um, people are going to believe that this is a great political leader, uh, unknowing that this is actually Antichrist. It sounds similar to that to those Omen movies, you know, that, that last one where, where, where Damien was an adult politician. <laughs> well, well, they, they got to. Yeah, they're, they're not far off, I suppose. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is some scary stuff. I mean, did you have um, nightmares writing about this stuff when you were writing, or did you have anything <laughs> happen? Well, I know, I know, the, like some of my investigations that I do, stuff stuff follows me home. Yes, so I'm working on stuff. I yes. hear bangs and stuff. Did you have that problem when you were putting this together? Yes, I um, I have uh, attacks and assaults and things like that, and I, I you know, and I have. Uh, you know, things trying to stop me from the, from the book. I had a, uh, right when I finished the, the manuscript and was ready to submit it for editing, um, that very night, I mean, I literally put the last dotted the last I and crossed the last T and, uh, wouldn't you know it, that that was the night I, uh, I almost, I got into almost a life ending car accident. Yeah. Um, as not, I'm not a big believer in coincidences, Right. Um, but, uh, you know, someone r- ran a red light and took off my entire front end. In fact, people people on the scene said that, first of all, they'd never seen anything like it. Second of all, they one woman came up to be crying. They're saying, I can't believe you're alive. <laughs> right? right. So, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of take those kinds of things as though they're, you know, those th- those are the the actions i think um to stop this book from from coming out and um and you know and i get it in in various ways even now that like i i talk about these things on on your show and other shows um i have uh been experiencing elevated um experiences i can i can pretty much guess on that one yeah i've done like i said i've done cases where we were filming on scene and I mean, these weren't demons. These were just, you know, these were just, I don't know how you feel about ghosts, but I mean, you know, these were just, and I've had stuff where videotape is just like lifted off the table and been thrown across the room, you know, where right. the, or the computer would crash, you know, and I lose stuff. Yes. Stuff yes. Going like that because they just don't want that information out that, that, that you no. want. They, they definitely don't. And that's why they, they operate, you know, better in in darkness and secrecy, uh, and that's why they they love uh, unbelievers and atheists um, because they don't want you to believe or, or know, um, and they operate better with you um, unaware, excuse mm-hmm. me, and ignorant of their schemes. Um, uh, people. Um, who refuse to believe whether they're atheistic, they just make better puppets for the demonic. Sure, absolutely. Less is more for them. You know, the the, the, the less yeah. you know about them, the the more the, the more they can infiltrate in, in, into your yeah. mind and system. Yeah, and you yeah, and you and you'll be used and not even know you're being used. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, I'm curious about you writing the book, like I said, with with stuff going on around you. Did did it end up taking you longer to get the book produced because of this stuff? I mean, were were there enough slow ups that, 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 you know, that. (laughs) Well, that was a year long hiccup (laughs) (laughs) with the car accident. That was Right. That was a, a year. The first thing that went through my mind in the accident was, wasn't like, holy crap, I almost died because I didn't know I almost died. <laughs> in fact, I, I believe I was actually divinely protected in order to even, you know, uh, make it out alive of, of an accident of that magnitude. Um, um, but yeah, so that that one really uh, that one delayed me for about a year. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then um uh, but that was, that was the major one. I mean, once I, once I got it up and I got it out, um, you know, there was no, there was no stopping, you know, putting it out there that, which doesn't mean that stops them from harassing me. Right. And right. going through harassing things and things of that nature. Cause the demonic forces are harassing. Um, they're sent to, you know, to stall the work. Um, they're sent to create confusion um, and they, at all costs, don't want you to want me or you or ever anyone exposing these things, how the paranormal or the demonic uh, realm really works. That was my thought, too, when you said when you said you you almost died with this car accident. Yes. I was thinking about NDEs, too. I was I was curious about if, if you had maybe had an NDE, whether it was a good one or, or, or a negative one. Um. Well, my experience was was crazy because uh, someone ran a red light. I had a you know had a green light, a steady green light. Right. Uh, have witnesses behind me in the in the following car, and uh, the car uh, behind me, and um, I got hit going through an intersection at speed. And uh, and so I, I didn't have like a near death experience. Like I didn't, you know, all I remember it was funny because like I I I have no fear of death at this point. But what I did feel, I felt this knock, like boom. And by the force of that that hit, you would admit, think that like I f- would fly over to the car, or but all I did was take this like real knock, and and it's like this can't even, this can't be, like this can't be because the the force of that hit should not have been my reaction, like boom. Like such a small thing, right. and um, you know, I got out of the car. I, I I couldn't open the car door, but I I I used my foot to kind of push it open. I didn't realize the extent of the damage, and it was raining very heavy that night, and uh, uh, and it was dark. It was around nine thirty, nine ten at night, and um, I get out and I survey the car, and it's just it's all over the intersection. It's raining, and uh, and I'm confused. I'm in, I'm actually like in shock. You know, and someone comes up to me, hey, man, you got to get out of the road. You're in the middle of the intersection. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but um, and then uh, right after that came the lady crying like, oh, my God, you're still alive. <laughs> I can't believe you're still alive. And uh, and and so but no, I didn't have a, a near death experience. I didn't pass out and go to heaven or anything. It was more or less like, you know, uh, I was able to. <laughs> I was able to be kept alive is the miracle. Yeah, I was just curious because I, you know, I would wonder what that would be because if this thing, you know, if if these things were trying to stop you from getting this book out, 
you know, if you did have that NDE, it might it might not be like everybody else's NDE. It might have taken you somewhere else to show you what, you know. Yeah, no, that would have been a very interesting thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a whole other story. The book would have been out. Would have been in heaven. And, yeah. So what do, you have to, <laughs> what do you have to say to people about these things? I would say that it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's evil happening all around you, mm -hmm. um, influences you in ways you may not even, uh, think or realize, um, you know, possession is the extreme sort, uh, but it's the harassment, it's, it's oppression, it's, um, things that you don't even think that are spirits. Again, like I said, like spirits of depression and spirits of suicide, spirits of drug abuse, serious, uh, spirits of greed and spirits of, uh, of lust and all that kind of things. And we operate according to their principles. Um, because if we're not under the, the, if we're not under the government or principles of God, you don't have to worship a, you don't have to worship a statue, a devil, a demon, or anything like that. You just have to be out of the principles of God and to be out of the principles of God are under the principles of Satan and you're influenced by them. So I would say to them that, um, you know, uh, take a look at my book, read my book and, and see if any of these things um, are, it may be affecting your life and you're not even knowing it. And so um, there's things happening all around you. Um, you just have to have, you just have to um, have your eyes open in order to see. And what do you say for people that, think that they might be um, starting to be oppressed or, or attacked by something. Um, I, I would say you need to start stepping up your prayer life. <laughs> really? I mean, if these things are, if these things are happening again, you can have power over these things, uh, not in your own strength, uh, but in the name of, of Jesus, there's no, there's no mightier, there's no greater name. Uh, and there's no other force that can drive out demonic powers other than the power uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Fantastic. And how can people find your book, sir? Um, my book is uh, available uh, at Amazon, Demons Among Us, Shocking Real-Life Stories from the Paranormal. Uh, it is available in Kindle and paperback versions. Um, and so right now I have a, there's a deal going for $3.71 for Kindle. And uh, uh and, and Amazon keeps fluctuating my price. I'm not sure what the paperback is right now, but it's usually $17. Okay, cool. One last question. And this is it's a weird question, but I'm going to ask it. You're on the strip in Las Vegas and you're out there and you've got your book. You've got, you know, about demons. Yeah. There's, guy, there's three or four guys on, on the street with their books about demons. How do you get people to read your book? <laughs> Um, I show them the front cover. That would do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, these things uh, might be influencing your life. And this is what I saw. And you can read about these experiences in my book. And uh, um, there, it really is a book unlike any other. And, you know, even George Norrie said it's going to be a classic. Uh, so there's, there's some very, very high praise and, um, it become, uh, Amazon's number one bestseller. Uh, and when it was released, it was, it became, uh, the number one new release in 10 categories, which was ghosts and hauntings, unexplained wow. mysteries, um, and, um, um, 
religious cults, uh, and on and on. So there's 10 categories became number one in, uh, shortly after its release. Uh, that would be a reason to, to, to buy my book off the strip of Las Vegas. <laughs> Talk about sin, right? <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> After you're done sinning, read my book. And <laughs> there you go. Read my book. All right, sir. Thank you so much. I, I, I loved thank having you. you on. It was very thank informative. You. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm great. To, I'm great to be here. I'm so glad to have been a part of your show and uh, uh, glad to be on here as well. And maybe in the future we'll get you back on again, okay? I hope so. That'd be great. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. All right. That was an informative and at the same time kind of a scary show. But uh, I hope we're all not going to have nightmares. It's an unpleasant dreams kind of thing tonight. I want to thank our guest, uh, MR Gorga, for coming on tonight. Uh, I, I definitely want to get him on again at some point. I want to thank everybody in the chat room who asked questions. It was great. I love having lots of questions. And I want to get everybody up to date for tomorrow. Tomorrow we're kind of shifting gears, and we're going to be talking about TWA Flight 800. And uh, the, our guest is Jack Cashel. And he has some information about this flight that uh, is going to be very interesting in that, you know, um, at the time of the uh, accident that was thought that something on the plane had shorted out and exploded. And he's got some information that kind of looks like it might have been an accident via the Navy. So we're going to have him on tomorrow at 6.30. And again, I want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, this show is all done nonprofit, so if you can find it in your hearts to contribute to keep us on the air, that would be great. That would be a PayPal at Calif PayPal me at California Haunts. That would be wonderful. Anyway, again, I want to thank our guest. And head over to our YouTube page and become a subscriber. The more subscribers, the merrier. And I really appreciate all you guys. And the, the pod, for you guys that want to listen maybe again tomorrow when you're in your car, I'll have the podcast version of this uh, released within an hour so you guys can listen. Anyway, I will see you to, I will see you guys tomorrow night. And I hope you have a good evening.